Hello and welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Annie. And this is episode 11 of Enchantment Inquisition. I, I don't know why I was expecting you to say, here we go again. I think I've just gotten so used to it. I, me too. I'm still so used to here we go again. But no, this is um, Inquisition. Inquisition, the 11th episode. Uh, 7-11. That's, that's all I have for Make 11. A wish. I think you've said that before. I have. <laughs> oh no! You said eleven, eleven, make a wish. I just said seven, eleven, make a wish, which is oh. not a thing. <laughs> you don't say that when you're like on a road trip and you pass a seven, eleven, and you're like, like, "Oh my god, make a wish!" I wish I could have a convenient donut and or pizza with a beverage. I wish I could have a slushy. Do you a remember that that was a thing? The seven, eleven slushies. Yes. Do they still do that? Well, I think they do. I yeah. guess so. Yeah. I remember that was such a thing when we were teenagers. It's like, oh my god, the slushy. Was this a thing for you too? Yeah, I think so, yes. They're not even that great. I mean, they're just kind of like super fruity. Yeah, like slushies in general are not that great. The slushies at a movie theater, however. Actually, no, those are not slushies. Those are freezies. What's the <laughs> what's the difference between a slushie and a freezy? Marketing. That's what's the difference. Oh, it's it's just copyright. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this episode has nothing to do with slushies no. or freezies. This is... um. An episode of Enchantment Inquisition. Manny, what did we do last time? Uh, last time, uh, we ended up in Skyhold. Yeah, we moved in. We moved into Skyhold, um, broken down area. We were named Inquisitor. Um, yes, we, in a surprise ceremony. In a surprise ceremony that everyone took at least a week to to plan. <laughs> we also met up with Hawk. Yes. Yes, um, ourselves. For ourselves. The, the first time we've ever had two um, player characters interacting with yes. each other. It's, it's really like, it's like the multiverse. There's no way home. It's, I don't know. Oh my God. This episode comes out in a post no way home world. <laughs> world, yeah, most likely. Where we might see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland together. Yeah, much but, like Talia and... And, and um Xandrian. And Xandrian. But we might not see yeah. Toby Maguire and you So Garfield. does that make Corypheus um Dr. Octopus? Corypheus is Dr. Octopus. <laughs> He's gonna say hello, Talia. Hello, Peter. <laughs> hello, He's Peter. Still gonna say Peter. <laughs> and wait, Xandrian does look like Tom Holland, so it all comes together. Oh my god, yeah, and he's the most recent one, just yes. like how Tom Holland and Xandrian's like, I wish no one knew I was the Inquisitor. <laughs> I don't know why I'm using my I'm using like my Timmy Turner voice. I wish, <laughs> I wish no, no, it's like a wish. And then like and then like so and then Solus is like, oh, you don't want to be the Inquisitor? Come down. Not, like, Solus, like, don't cast like, that well, spell. Maybe, well, maybe Josephine should know. That's not how the spell works. Sandrian. <laughs> so Solus is Doctor Strange. And MJ is Josephine. Is Josephine. Is like, but I really need Varric to know. Varric is uh, the equivalent <laughs> of Peter's other friend. Right. Oh, my God. And um, Aunt May is um is Cassandra. Cassandra. Mm. Uh, anyway, that's where we're at. But <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to start this episode just figuring out what to do next. Do you think we should do, like, traveling? Because I know Solus has a mission... We just did a big story thing. So it's best we do something small. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Should we go to the Solus mission? Yes. Also, Solus is I think we should focus on Solus right now since he is our buddy. 
are like trying to what, build we're, that relationship more. we're trying to build a relationship with him. Oh. I do want to talk to Cassandra real quick. I want to see if we can tell her that it was Hawk. Are you angry? Oh no. Oh, it's a scene. <laughs> you knew where Hawk was. So there seems to be a tussle going on right here. <laughs> yeah, I love this abrupt opening because <laughs> you just you just um you enter the scene and you just it's like darkness. And then you see, like, you walk in the room and all of a sudden it's just, like, the sounds of Cassandra, like, <laughs> like wrestling Varric against the wall. You know what I, you know what I find so funny? Uh, like, scenes like this where it's just, like, there's no music playing. Um, <laughs> I, I like fight scenes where there's no music playing and it's not that even that great of a, like, not that great of a fight either. Like, no, it's not just, sophisticated, like, martial arts. Yeah, it's, like, just people slapping each other. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just imagine going, like... It's just like just watching it and be like, what the fuck? Is oh my god! Yeah, it's a great opener, and this is happening in like that. Um, there's like that two story just building in the sort of like, <laughs> I, like the town square kind of area of Skyhold that that's yeah. nearby Cassandra. So she's tussling him, and um, we knew this. She would not be uh pleased that Talia is here. She should have threw something. Like, thrown, like, a chair that, oh. like, barely misses him. Like, I just, I find that imagery funny. The next shot is, like, just a chair. Well, like, it's the same shot. And then, you do like, a love chair. Uh, when people throw things at people and it barely hits them. That's, I find that And just, so like, just nearly misses. I find it so hilarious. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> That's just, like, your favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. I always joke about it in um Chopped. <laughs> <laughs> such of an aside where they just like like a just a terrible dish like as they're walking away like the judge just throws the plate against the wall right next to them <laughs> as they're walking away it's such a weird specific thing that you just love but, it, but it's just so funny it's such a funny <laughs> imagery i don't know why i love it you knew where hawk was all along you're damned right i did you conniving little shit. Stay out Should of we it. Stay out of it? Yeah. So I just hand her over on your say-so? It's okay, Hawk. This zealot isn't crazy. I promise. <laughs> Holy... Look at her. She's finally lost it. We needed someone to lead this Inquisition. Hawk was our only hope. She was the champion of Kirkwall. The mages respected her. And you kept her from us. The Inquisition has a leader. Hawk would have been at the Conclave if anyone could have saved Most Holy. What's Thank done you, is done. I think like we can't really get involved in this. We have and to focus also, like, on what's on what's important. If you're saying like Hawk could have been there, like Hawk would have died. Yeah, we we don't right? know if, if Hawk could have survived that blast. The only reason we survived is because of our we got mixed up in the hand stuff. Exactly. So I would say what's done is done. You can't change the past, Cassandra. Varric is a liar, Inquisitor. A snake. She's with us now. We're on the same side. We all know whose side you're on, Varric. It will <laughs> never be the Inquisition's. We need to work oh. together. Attacking him now won't help us, Cassandra. Ha! Exactly. And you better not be keeping anything else from us. Ah! It's like you're, it's like you're a parent. <laughs> Go, Varric. Just... Go. You know what I think? If Hawk had been at the temple, she'd be dead too. Exactly. You people have done enough to her. 
Oh. <laughs> Varric leaves. Um, but this all makes sense to me, right? Like Cassandra wanted Talia. She she was searching for Talia as we that's the whole premise of the second game is that yeah. she's searching for Talia. The whole framing device of the entire second entry of Dragon Age is this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it it's, seems like such a minor thing now. Yeah. Like it, it it does really tie into Dragon Age 2 really well. Dragon Age 2, if you really think about it, the whole game is being told in a dark room uh, <laughs> with Cassandra and Varric. Uh-huh. And now look at where we are in a dark room with yeah. Cassandra and Varric yeah. beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. And she throws something at him in that scene and <laughs> when she's interrogating him. And does she say bullshit here too? Because that's what she says. She does not. Oh. Sadly. But this is, yeah, this is like, um, now we're seeing, what what's the word? These these characters that were like the the narrative structure of the previous game in person in the present day like reacting to the world it's it's yeah. very cool when you think of it that way it is yeah a- as Varric said uh, you know uh, he didn't want talia to join and cassandra's like oh if only we had her here she's very um i feel like liliana is the same way about the yeah. death of the divine where it's like if only this or that you they, know i feel like they haven't completely worked out their grief yeah they haven't accepted the they haven't they don't have acceptance you yeah. have to live with what's happened like right now cassandra feels betrayed right, and she's yeah. trying to figure out those feelings right mm-hmm. now and and it's bringing up all her insecurities and yeah like, oh like i feel like what she's most disappointed in is in herself because she yeah. wasn't there to protect the divine so right like, yeah because oh, that's like, like part of her job yeah so it's like oh if you know i had talia the divine would have been alive, and yeah, like, she's, and this she's... is something where Varric like wronged her, like Varric lied mm-hmm. about this, and so that's something she can latch onto. That's external yeah. to herself to be like, see, this is like, if only this were came about or whatever. But yeah, it, it's very interesting in that regard. So Varric leaves, and then we have some alone time with Cassandra to to talk through her feelings. He spun his story for me, and I swallowed it. I didn't explain why we needed Hawk. Because we didn't want the audience to know. I'm such a fool. Honestly, Hawk might not even have agreed to become Inquisitor. She supported the Mage Rebellion after all. She wouldn't have trusted me for a second. But this isn't about Hawk or even Varric. Not truly. I don't deserve to be here. What? Don't blame yourself. You're too hard on yourself, Cassandra. I have no regrets. Maybe if we'd found Hawk, The Maker wouldn't have needed to send you, but he did. You're not what I'd pictured. But if I've learned anything, it's that I know less than nothing. This little scene, I have very mixed feelings about. Really? Well, well, no, like not mixed. I just have one little gripe that just pisses me off. Okay. Um, But I like, you know, that we sit with her. She's very vulnerable. She's very comfortable being vulnerable with us. She's I, she's going through her mind like oh you know if I guess if Talia wasn't here you know mm-hmm. if Talia was here the maker would not have sent you blah 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 yeah she's trying to like rationalize it and she yeah. says like you know Talia might not have trusted me but then also that's the part that pisses me off it's like oh if you if Talia wasn't here if Talia was here the maker wouldn't have sent you I'm like oh come on stop it with your religious dogma I've had enough of this <laughs> bullshit. So is this a when you say you have a gripe? Do you have a gripe with Cassandra or a gripe with like the like narratively that they included it? Well, Cassandra, not narratively. Like okay, <laughs> like I'm just like, come on, stop it. Like or let go of that. Let go of that. Like that's all. Like I, 
Yeah, she, I like she, it narratively because yeah. I, I like the idea that some people believe that he's sent by the maker and some don't. Mm-hmm. It's like every coincidence, they're like, oh, the maker must have willed this. I mean, that's basically what real life is like. But anyway. Yeah. Well, Brandon, remember, there's no such thing as coincidence. <laughs> Are you referencing that guy with the yes. eyes? Yes. Where he's like, there's no such thing as coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you're listening to us means that you and I are sick. <laughs> I forgot what the hell he says. He says it in every single video. Yeah, yeah. So so that's Cassandra's take. She does try to like rationalize it later on and she turns it into a positive where it's like, oh, but then I wouldn't have met you. But then also mm-hmm. kind of turns it into like a religious herald thing. So, yeah, you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> Xandria's probably on a trip right now. It's like, God, this again. God, I've had enough. It's like, I'm just trying to cheer you up. And like, I, I cheer you up for two seconds and you're like, oh, thank God the maker sent you down to me. And it's like, can you stop using your, can you stop shoving your religion down my throat? I am an <laughs> elf. <laughs> Why don't you talk about my gods? Well, is she the one that goes like, and there's no room for one more? <laughs> that was her. <laughs> and there's no room for one more. No, there isn't. It's too busy. They, they, they already have the ones. Okay. I think now it is cemented there. I like Xandrian as the main character. Oh, yeah? For this story. Why is that? I don't. There's something. Now it's kind of clicked in. I feel like in the beginning, uh-huh. it's like he just seems like, oh, he's just thrown it. He's just your, char- your customizable character for this game. But there's right. something about him now. Yeah. I think that he has a little bit more of a defined personality. Yeah, I like the, um, I like this dynamic of that, all these different conflicts that we've known coming into the game, and some yeah. new ones, like you have Corypheus, you have Mages and Templars, Yeah, you even have, like, the smaller things, like Cassandra and Varric's kind of relationship, Yeah, and he's, like, an outsider to pretty much everything, mm-hmm. and I like that he, uh, I like that he doesn't believe in the Maker, I feel like that adds an extra twist. Yes. Because, like, even within your own party, like, some people believe he's some, like, maker-given person. Yeah. And some don't, like, even within our close circle. Yeah. Like, I feel like, here's the the thing. I want to discuss this quickly. So, like, if you compare the three heroes. I'm just going to throw Viandre because she's, like, a a bonus. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, like, Stevan. Literally a placeholder. Stevan kind of was, like, the hero that accepted his, like, from the start, accepted what his role was going to be. Yeah, like, he is, like, the chosen one. Yeah. Le- like, one remaining. Even though it's kind of him and Anders in the same situation, yeah. but... Like, yeah. he, like even from the beginning, he's like, I'm gonna fight, you know, the Blight myself, and I'll do it myself, blah, blah, blah. Like, he and was, like... he's the treaties, and, yeah. He, he's he the hero hero. Um, mm-hmm. Hawk is, like, the one who's more... Natalia's more the one who isn't looking out to be heroic, but yeah. she will be heroic if she has to. And she, like, does the right thing, and she's like, protects her family first and foremost. Yes. Zan- and then she ends up, like, fighting for the mages. But even then, it's, like, after being yeah. in a relationship and all that. Exactly. Talia's more of us, like, if it affects her the most. If, whatever affects her, that's how, that's what's gonna skew her. Yeah. A lot of the stuff with Talia is, like, she gets kind of wrapped up in it. Yeah. Yeah. Xandrian seems more of, he got wrapped into this, but he doesn't want to people think that he is this he doesn't want to be the yeah. leader but he has now at this point in the story he has to assume t- 
he has to rise up to be the leader because yeah. all these people look up to him. So he, it's not like more of like he wanted this, but that mm-hmm. everyone else wants this for him. Yeah, and he also, um, the fact that he's being regaled as this figure of a religion that he doesn't even believe in. Yeah. Even though we were, I was shitting on souls before, his, I, I kind of want to do, I do want to expand that relationship between them because they are two elves. Like, yeah. I know Sarah's an elf, but she's more, like, within the community, like, within... She's not in that culture. She's not in she's that... She just kind of does her own thing. Yeah. Well, like, Solus, I feel like there's a, a closer bond there, where... Yeah. I feel he he feels alone. Mm-hmm. Like, people are trying to decide what he should do, and mm-hmm. Solus feels like someone he could probably trust. I have a much bigger, better understanding of him, and a much better understanding of his, like, relationship with everyone else. Like, I feel like... Before, the characters felt like they were just like, you're this one, and you're that one. Yeah. And now it's a little bit more like, okay, you're this one. But you also have, like, this relationship to... To him, yeah. The cause and to him and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I I agree with the sentiment that we just had about, like, now we feel like Xandrian's more established. Yeah. I, I sort of feel like when we began the commentary section of the podcast and like looking back at us playing yeah i was sort of like cast back into the mindset of me in the moment and mm-hmm. now i'm sort of cast again into the mindset here of like you know what you know xandrian is is warming up to me yeah. and the storylines are finally i think um what relevant needed, to the past he started warming up to us i think after you know the prologue area mm-hmm. before the skyhold area like once yeah. we have settled in to the new norm, then his right. character really set in. Like the full um, conflict was revealed and you got all the tie-ins and it started feeling much more yeah. of like a full story. Yeah. I like how each hero is different. Stevan is the stereotypical hero. Mm-hmm. Um, Talia is the um, selfish-ish hero. She more kind of like... Her personal things really drive what she wants to do. And uh, Xandrian is the reluctant hero. He doesn't yeah. want to do any of this. I, I feel like, thinking back to when we, like our first Inquisition episode, I feel like we were so harsh. Because we were like, you know, this narrative has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And we, we weren't like overly harsh, I don't think. But um, now that we're finally in it, and it's like, I don't know why it took so long to relate to the past. Maybe they just wanted to really hook in the the people with no Dragon Age experience so by the time yeah. they got here they had either quit already or were like in it for the long haul yeah. <laughs> but uh th- th- there's something about it where they're just like okay now we can introduce all these elements yeah. into the main story but I'm very glad for it at least yeah I'm glad now that we could have you know an actual character this time because it felt yeah. it did it did feel in the first half of the game that Xandrian was just you know yeah. Just, like, a, someone we made just to throw in there. Right. Like, uh, you could not- get through a whole, like, episode of Enchantment talking about what happened in that episode and, like, not even mention Xandrian. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, the thing with, like, Stevan didn't even speak, but I, I would still say that Stevan is just us as a character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where Talia is probably the most different out of all of us. Yeah. Um, but Xandrian finally, I think it helps that, um, that he is an elf. Yeah. That gives him a very particular character trait in how he, like, reacts with the rest of the world. I feel like if we were playing someone who was, who, like, believed in the Chantry, for example, then I feel like you would just go through the motions and it's like, oh, it's just, 
he's just a placeholder and he's going through the motions. But since he has his own like specific viewpoints, yeah, it makes sense to divert from the flow of the story. Yeah, you know, so it which feels th- more. He feels more of an individual for that reason. Yeah, which is why I think I, if we played as a human for this one, I think I'd be so fucking bored. I'd be so <laughs> because it'd be like, oh, there's just another chantry member. Yeah, it's less nuance. It's yeah. just kind of like this guy. And I still don't, like, I still wonder, what is what is it like to play as someone who believes that he is the Herald of Andraste? I'm just like, I, yes. I just view it as uh, someone who, um, I think I've mentioned this already, like, someone who in modern times says it's the second coming of Christ. Uh-huh. And just has that ego. <laughs> like, <laughs> just that giant ego would be like, I am Jesus. Like, you're right. You're right. It's like, I worship me. Uh, thankfully, we don't have that. I much prefer yeah. this story. It's um, a lot more nuanced. It's a lot uh, it's a lot more interesting. It's not, yeah. it's not like, though I, I will say I would like to see how a douchey character who believes that the Herald <laughs> would, would be like, I feel like I wouldn't want to root for him at that point. Just like an like, extremely devout and also just like egotistical person. Like, I feel like. That version of that storyline is like, um, like Andrastian propaganda. It's just, it's just, yeah, where it's, it's like, just, and then like this holy person rose up to, to become the herald of Andraste, and it's like, it's, uh, he's in paintings with like a halo and stuff. <laughs> like, I, I, I would put it equivalent to like the God's Not Dead movies. It's, it's just, yeah. like, it's just like that. um but yeah it it is nice to have these dynamics but Mm -hmm. speaking of dynamics and speaking of elves the next thing we want to do is uh, a solace mission last episode we talked to solace and it didn't make the episode because it was very like inconsequential not very interesting Mm -hmm. compared to the other conversations but um when we did talk to him he gave us a mission that involves going to a cavern or no sorry a cave in the hinterlands to retrieve an elven artifact and so that's what we're going to do next. All right. So let's go to the Hinterlands. Uh, let's bring cold this time. Yeah, he's new. His his card looks so much different than everyone's because it's so much red on it. Mm-hmm. So Solus Cole and... Oh, Cassandra, we haven't used her in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I have the same thought. I feel like it's been a while. Um, so, Manny, good news. Oh. Uh, our characters can level up, but... There's an extra they thing. They now have a new thing for each character. Rift Mage. Rift Mage is Solus's. The All Seekers right. of Truth just sounds like a really bad um, uh, conspiracy theory group. <laughs> How do you have an open world and not have climbing climbing ability? Like you what's can't. This? Like you should get like a like a what's it called? What is that? A grappling hook. Now that um that we've played like. Ghost of Tsushima and, and Breath stuff. of the Wild. I, I totally see what you mean by the climbing thing. Because you know what it is, Brandon? Like, even though it's open world, I feel very restricted. Like, I mean, you can go off the path. It's just, like, hard, sometimes it's hard. futile. Yeah, like, I freaking have my grappling hook, throw it to the freaking top of the freaking mountain, and then just climb Batman style. <laughs> and I, But no, I have to go oh. fully walk around... Well, man, not everyone has superhuman uh, climbing abilities like an Uncharted. Ghost of Tsushima is not superhuman. Yes, he is. Are you saying- Have you seen the way he traverses the land and the Uh, water? uh, He's fine. He just has a horse and a grappling hook. Yeah, but the way he climbs is just, it's too good. 
It's suspiciously good. Well, then we're just not, we're not good enough then. Then no, these people, Zandrian's the Inquisition. just a man. He's just Zandrian a person. is a weak. And, and plus he has his whole party with him. You think Vivienne's going to be like, let's rock climb, darling. She could fly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you up there. I'll meet you up there. She's just like, why can't mages fly? Why can't mages just put like a thing and just lift them? They, can, they have magic. They could put like a little platform below everyone and go zoom. and just like ooh, just like lift the platform. Yes. See, have I we feel- ever seen? Have we ever had like boss fights of people who fly? Meredith jumped very high that yeah, one Mer- time. Yeah, she jumped very high, but that's it. Like the thing that bothers me is that like I feel like magic is so restricted in this game. Like well, yes, Manny, it's illegal half the it's, time. It's illegal half the time. Yes, but like there's so many things you could do. You could turn invisible. You could, you could fly. You could do. You could turn someone into a toy. I don't know. Like, why aren't you being creative? <laughs> like, I, it takes two. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, you could turn people into a toy, and make them fall in love, and make and them have fall a book hump at them. Exactly. Like James Corden on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what, that's what bothers me with with magic and fiction. And like, I feel like no one. You want creative. it to be. You want it to be more open. You want it to be more just like. Do whatever the fuck you want. Just do whatever the fuck you no, want. Magic it's has just... laws, Manny. Not only does magic have laws of nature, but it, in this game, it literally has laws. <laughs> you know what? Because you know what it is. Like, I think as a child, I grew up with Disney magic, and Disney magic has no laws. Well, G- Disney magic is literally just like anything can happen. Anything. You can even you can even frolic with Mickey on the lawn, but you're not going to, even though you put it in every commercial. <laughs> like, I'm just imagining like Mary po- Mary Poppins took the children into a chalkboard world uh, why can't i do this here <laughs> no <laughs> but mary poppins magic is does not is nothing like this magic i don't think mary poppins can make a fireball but mary poppins can how however could take corypheus and put him in a chalk painting <laughs> and he would be over like that like that mary poppins could probably defeat an entire army by herself. Well, yeah, she she just like she's like, all right, it's time to take a bath, and all of a sudden you're like <laughs> underwater, swimming with like fucking like. <laughs> she, her magic is so frightening. <laughs> but that's what's amazing about it. It's there's no limits. I like magic with no limits, and it's just <laughs> insane. Like you could just do whatever the fuck you want <gasps> that is so scary though that's a, that's what they treat magic like in this game they're like oh my god we're so afraid of mages but in you know they're kind of limited compared to someone like mary yeah. poppins like like you could just do what lightning fireballs and wind and and do- maybe <laughs> conjure a, a demon here or there but can can i go on a well, flying baby, boat in the that's sky all it takes that's all it takes for you to be vulnerable to corruption imagine if you were doing the kind of shit Mary Poppins does, <laughs> the demons would be just like lapping at your feet every time. You're just like, I, like I need enough power to turn to turn turtle. And this is we <laughs> <laughs> say turning turtle. <laughs> yeah, but that's how she says it in the movie. She's like, "I'm throwing turtle." I'm turning turtle. Shit, the the Meryl Streep's apartment is going upside down. Okay, that would be like if that were in this world of Dragon Age. That would be just like a demon infested wasteland <laughs> of an apartment. <laughs> 
it's like that if we walked into that part and be like, what's wrong? It's like, there's a pride demon here. And then like Meryl <laughs> like, Streep floats into the air and she's like, this is my apartment. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we could use a grappling hook. But then we come across, uh, we, we eventually do make it on top of this, like, sort of mountain cliff. And we find th- something called an astrarium. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like this, this orb that's supposed to also be a telescope. It's like, it's like if, you know, you go into, like, some old-timey fucking magic study and there's, like, a globe. Mm-hmm. Like, and a it shows, like, the constellations. Globe. Yeah. Yeah, so this has, like, these are around the the maps, and it has constellations, and you have to recreate the constellations by connecting dots without <laughs> crossing the dots, or without, cr- like, crossing the same dot it's twice ins- or whatever. It's some insane fucking shit. So th- that's this is, um, this, I learned about this in school. Oh, you did? Yes, graph theory. I learn something new every day. Brandon teaches well, me. It's, well, it's technically it's in math and computer science, but, uh, mm. yeah, you know, like, you know, like, Google Maps, for example. Or, like, any GPS. It's like, you know, you got this point to this point, And, like, how do you get there? That's graph mm-hmm. theory. Oh, interesting. Um, in a very simplistic way. But <laughs> anyway, uh, we find this astrarium and we do the puzzle. Astrarium. Are we changing the sky? What the fuck is this? Astrariums allow you to unlock the secrets of the heavens. Recreate the image of the constellation by connecting the stars without making the same line twice. I think I messed up already. No, I think you're good. Oh, I know I'm good. It's a sword! Ah, uh, Judex. Where does this Holy lead? shit. I guess those go to like the other ones or whatever. Once we solve the astrarium, a white light just bursts out of it into think, the distance. It's I like a, it's we, like a sideways um tesseract. It's like a sideways. It's more like a like a beam like we just shot <laughs> like like a, a dangerous beam to like a, 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 a it just like leaves a hole in the mountain it's like <laughs> you found the treasure <laughs> all right oh i figured out the puzzle you just do this and, and oh yes. it's a sword <laughs> it's just like a like a death ray <laughs> and then like uh, and then like, you just walk past a, a little town that's on fire and <laughs> <laughs> i feel like um something speaking of magic not having limits I feel like it's underreported that this series has aliens. <laughs> um, <laughs> if well, you no, I remember the Superman alien that happened in the beginning. That's what I mean. But that's what I mean. No one talks about it. Like, it's just, it's because you know what it is. You know what I would love this to be like? That what? Mass Effect and Dragon Age are in the same universe. Mm, and that's like an alien from the Mass Effect. That area. would be so cool. I'm pretty sure there are. I'm pretty sure there are Dragon Age references in Mass Effect. I still mm. need to play those games. But the, the reason I bring it up is because I imagine, like, what if this is some sort of like alien technology? Like, what is this? Oh, what do you fucking watch? Ancient aliens on the History Channel? For yeah, for example, did you know the pyramids? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we just continue on. We we try to find uh, this cave where this mission is going to take place. Well, that was fun, but I don't think it got us closer to this cave. <laughs> oh. I think we've just dis- I think we've found this cave before. We definitely have the- because it's on the map. Okay, right, which way do we go? Misters doing it for themselves, except Cassandra. Unless in the same way that we have an honorary sister, maybe we have an honorary mister. That's Cassandra. I feel like that's mean. <laughs> that's mean. 
<laughs> you're our honorary is she a tomboy that yeah, makes it sound like we think she's like oh you're so masculine you're basically a guy you're basically a man and she has a whole episode because apparently there's a tv show there's a whole episode where she's like i want people to see me as a warrior and a woman <laughs> according to my research the ancient elves may have set up wards near here. Something's happening. Who's fighting? A demon and... Hi. We finally make it to this, like, cave entrance. And the entrance to the cave has, like, this beautiful stone arch that's, like, yeah. crumbling. But uh, we find in front of it that there's an elven mage woman and a demon just, like, duking it out. And this is the the introduction to to this mission. I do love nature. This always happens in nature. <laughs> Is this what would be in a nature documentary? It's like, with like Richard Attenborough just narrating, be like, the demon looks at a mage, and then he attacks, but the mage has magic. It's like on National Geographic. <laughs> Do you think uh, demons would appear on camera? Are they like vampires? I don't know why, it just came to mind, because we were talking about filming it. Uh, I think I think they would. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we see the woman fighting the demon. Uh, we're gonna find out her name is Miris by the end of this. Uh, but we get the chance to talk to her. Hello, Miris. Miris. And Duran Atishan. Perhaps we face a common enemy in these demons. No. What are you doing? Uh, what are you saying here? Are you, are you going? Are you fighting the demons on your own? Fighting the demons is pointless, but I have heard of elven artifacts that measure the veil. They may tell us where new rifts will appear. I hate when I you talk the and they just have their staff in their hands. Can you help and they're it? moving, like, sporadically. Like, as they move their hands. We'll help. Sure, we'll help. Oh, stop moving. So, Manny, this is Miris, um, mm -hmm. and you might remember Miris because she Mi is from the, the Mass Empire. Empire. Yes, um, we didn't know this at the time, but she's from the Mass Empire. She's uh, she's the one who was possessed by the demon, if you remember. Mm -hmm. Yes, where like the clan, her whole clan was destroyed when um Michelle broke the demon's like seal, and then he destroyed the whole cl clan. But then he, she was like, "Oh my god, he killed my lover," and so he like kept her alive to go after Michelle. It was that whole thing. That's her, and now she's she's alone. Now she's just fighting demons. I feel like there's not much to do for her. She's just kind of like, yeah, I'm here. It's a nice little cameo. <laughs> Exa some... it's, exactly. It's just a cameo, really. And we make our way into the cave with her. And it's very quick because we've been to this cave before. Uh, this is the cave with the demon sigils and the, uh, like, we first learned about Veilfire. One yeah. of the first times we really, like, explored the hinterland. Didn't we just, didn't we just, like, you know, randomly come in here? Like, there wasn't a reason that we went in no. here. We just, like, no, we were just like, oh, cave! Like, a cave, look, fire! And we're done. Yeah, so we come in here, we beat a few demons, and it's over just like that. All right. Miris. Thank you for joining me. Why'd you leave your clan? Yeah. What took you away from your clan? They don't they like that I glue my staff to my head. By hand. a demon that our king was <laughs> foolish enough to summon. I am the only survivor of Clan Vernon. Oh. Uh, this is this is the place we found. Murder him! Oh, we did it. I believe our alliance is concluded. Um. Solus? I need that. Or Solus? Should we have Solus intervene? Yes. Maglandeval. Vienna Celine. I. Perhaps you're right. Here, take it. Oh, shit. All right. 
she responded back in English, but okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. And just like that, Sola says some little words. Yeah. And, she, and she's like, well, you made a good point. Here you go. Yeah, and I love that that uh, he speaks to her in Elven, and then she's just like, in English, like, you make a good point. He, <laughs> like, she doesn't respond back in Elven, she's just like, yep. Like, I almost want to see what, like, what did he say? Um, I don't know, I could probably look it up. I don't think this has any story ramifications, but basically it's like, this is an artifact that can help you measure the, the veil, and so it can help you predict where Fade Rifts will appear. Mm-hmm. And that makes it sound like it would have some sort of gameplay like mechanic, like, oh, now you can interact with rifts in this new way, but nope. I don't I don't think that is the case. That's not the case. <laughs> After this, we go back to Skyhold and uh well, we just kinda take in the place a bit. It's it's progressed since yes. the last time we were there. I guess like we haven't been there since we first arrived. This was our first like outing from yeah. Skyhold. So I think that after you visit the first time and then come back, it slowly updates and gets more and more like progressed. Yeah, the more people you get to, or the more people that come, I'm I'm expect I'm right. It gets like more crowded. It gets more crowded, and it's more workers to help. You know the renovations. Yeah. So now that we like, <laughs> when we arrive, you see like construction is going on to restore the place. I'm just imagining this entire process filmed as a house hunters renovations episode. But you know what? I just love it here. I could see us building an army here <laughs> to fight Corypheus. Oh, we have a few things we can do. Judge the prisoner. Okay, so we're back uh, in Skyhold. They're, we're rebuilding. Ooh. It's looking good. Not good enough, but Yes. Good. Where's the water slide? Do you want to do this judge the prisoner thing? Sure. So we have this new mission, uh, which is to sit in judgment. To we judge to, prisoners. Yes, we get to do uh, our judging. We get to decide whether someone lives or dies. Among other things. Among other things. But we get to sit on our chair. <laughs> yeah, so this is like you approach the throne. And when it's time for you to be able to judge someone, it'll you'll be able to interact with it and sit in it. Mm-hmm. And you'll have these sequences of like people that you've seen previously in the game that have like some sort of relation to the missions you've done and you get to judge these prisoners and so we notice that this mission is here we go to sit in the throne and before our first sequence there's this little scene of josephine like introducing you to the throne and, and what your duties are impressive is it not fit for a leader it is where the inquisition <laughs> will sit in judgment where you will sit in judgment who will i judge yeah who will I be judging exactly? Those who have done wrong. All this presumes they have survived their initial encounter with you, of course. <laughs> let's begin. Let's begin. Let's, let, you know, let's begin. Take the throne when you're ready. We will bring him before Who you. Who is it? So she introduces it, and it's time for our first judgment. And there's a whole dramatic lead up to it, too. Yeah, it's like we have Josephine about to announce who we're going to judge uh, with like this insane, like this very like epic music playing. Yeah, it's like everyone's, a drum like yeah. banging in the background. And then uh, everyone's surrounded to watch. Just like our, people. Our, just yeah. like Inquisition people like, oh, look, the Inquisitor is about to slam his righteous hand. <laughs> I don't know. Bring on justice. Oh, I didn't even think about it in this way, but like. 
not only is he the leader of the Inquisition, so he's like deciding what to do with people, but this is like a cult. Like they believe he's sent by the oh, maker. Oh, oh, don't! And he's like delivering righteous judgment onto these people. Oh, do not! Oh, this is this is fucked up. I I just thought of that angle. Oh, now now this has just reframed everything <laughs> in my mind. This this uh, this is not healthy. This is because not health. they they see him as someone who speaks for the maker. He's the chosen and he's one. He's literally judging people. Like they literally believe that this person is the voice of their deity. Like who has righteous judgment over people. Oh this is, god! Th- this is why I hate <sighs> chosen one narratives. Chosen one is the immediate pathway to cult <laughs> well i i do like and i always say this that i like the inquisition version of a chosen one narrative because there's so much room for it to be fucked up like he he went from being the chosen one like oh only you can do this and we've progressed in only 11 episodes to the point where he's sitting on a throne and <laughs> casting judgment upon people <laughs> <laughs> while his subjects watch in awe <laughs> it's it, it's just scary to think about to be honest cults scare oh. the shit out of me yeah i don't blame you. you you watch jesus camp and suddenly it's do you think they would have a cardboard cut out of xandrian of xandrian like, like here and he here's xandrian here he is and there's gonna be a woman at the freaking end of, like while he's <laughs> judging people <laughs> is that josephine no no that's liliana in the back <laughs> And all the people in the crowd's like, ah. like they're like scrambling for Dasani water or whatever. It was Nestle. It was even worse <laughs> Sorry, than Dasani. Nestle. Although it wouldn't be Jesus Camp, it would be Xandrian Camp. So we get our first to judge, and it's like a random Avar person who I, we like interacted with in the Fallow Mire, I guess. Yeah, uh, for us to judge now that he's arrested. Oh. God, this was a surprise. After you return from the bogs, we discovered this man attacking the building with a goat. Chief Mavran the Under. Uh, with a goat? (laughs) You killed my idiot son, and I answered, as is my custom, by smacking your holdings with goat's blood. It was with a goat. Don't look at me. Is it called a a gibbet? You could go in that, what's it called? A gibbet? Chief Movran, you'll be placed in a gibbet to serve as an example to someone. Then probably released. Gibbet? What's a gibbet? (laughs) A gibbet? I think it's that thing that you get put in. With like your head and and your wrists. I guess, I don't think we did well. No, that wasn't good. Okay, let's do another one. I wanna redeem ourselves. All right, we have one more. And there you go. He's in a gibbet. He's a, he's in a gibbet. I just love the way this was done with uh, he threw a goat. I it's like a, that it, part. It was it was like a Family Guy cutaway where he just throws a fucking goat <laughs> against the wall. It's just like I, this is clearly meant to be funny. Yeah, I'm sure they were very <laughs> proud of this scene. Yeah, because like this is probably some some guy who works at Bioware who just wanted to have some fun. He just he had this joke. Of a guy throwing a goat to a wall. At a wall. And just like, yo, can we just find a way to put that in the game? (laughs) 
but the, I don't like the whole gibbet thing. That that at that point, it was kind of like I feel like the comedic timing was totally yeah. lost. And be like a gibbet. It's like oh, it just makes because you know what it is. It's like I also um, didn't know what a gibbet was. Yeah, when we chose that selection, and then when I found out, I was like, oh, it's just that. Why that's not funny, but the goat thing is funny, is because the goat thing is just so fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. While the gibbet thing with Xandra is like, yeah, put him in a gibbet. It's, it, it, make, it, it goes against the character. That's what I was going to say. It doesn't and, feel like Xandrian talking. Yeah. It feels more just like insulting to the character. Like, yeah, just it's like, what's a, that thing called? Like, it makes him feel like a bad leader. Exactly. So that's why that's not funny. Yeah. That's not funny, Bioware. Learn how to write comedy. <laughs> you sound like you're chastised. That's not funny, Bioware. <laughs> That's not funny. Don't try that again. My character <laughs> knows what gibbet is. He knows what it is. Well, I don't. <laughs> My character wouldn't even suggest it to begin with because he wouldn't have any concept. You know what I would have done? I would have thrown the guy to the wall. <laughs> we must throw him at the wall. <laughs> So that's that, but then we have one more judgment session, and this one is of everyone's favorite, Alexius. Oh, I can't say his name. No, it's no because of your device, because your home device. It's too uh, sensitive. (laughs) This is Alexius. He's uh, the person who sent us into the future, and 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 among other things, which again. I, I feel like I make it sound like I don't like the start of this game. I do. I, I like the game in its entirety. But I feel like the start of the game had, like, the grand, like, breach narrative that we weren't too fond of. Mm-hmm. And then it also had this, like, time stuff, which I also wasn't too fond of. Like, I like how they did it. I just don't like the inclusion of time magic. Yeah. So maybe judging Alexius will finally <laughs> put it to rest. You recall Garion Alexius of the Winter. Ferelden has given him to us as an acknowledgement of your aid. Hey, how's your son? Tevinter has disowned and stripped him of his rank. You may judge the former magister. Oh, as this is very, um. Fuck! <laughs> fuck! What? Because, like, I don't condone, condone his actions. I don't want to piss off Dorian either. Because yeah. didn't Dorian look up to this guy? These yeah, are grave charges. I couldn't save my son. Do you think my fate matters to me? Did he die? Will you offer nothing more in your defense? You've won nothing. You'll lose it all in the storm to come. So we can make him a tranquil. We can make him research magic. Make him serve the Redcliffe mages, imprison him, or execute him ourselves. I, um... Oh god, this is tough. Uh, he he did uh, cause a lot of fucking problems. Like he, he could have destroyed. He sent us into the future. Um, Do you want to have him researching magic? No, because it can make him more powerful. But he's a prisoner. Oh, but he did so many. Okay, Brandon, do what you think is right. Decide. <laughs> I want. I want to say research magic. Oh God! Your magic was theoretically Ooh. impossible, Alexius. I could use people like you. No execution. Very well. Oh, Solus approved. Cole slightly approves. And Vivienne slightly approves. The only person who disagreed more than slightly was Sarah. Oh, I don't need that bitch's approval. There we go. Alexius is now um, a researcher he's, for the Inquisition. He's, he's not a slave. He is but a mere employee. 
He's he's a well-guarded employee. A well-guarded employee. He still gets a 401k. He gets benefits. Um, yeah, he's and when when you make this decree, it says like agent acquired on the screen, which is uh, the, that's happened before. It's like when you get someone who adds some sort of perk. Yeah, um, I, I don't really know what his perk is, honestly. Uh, time. He if you know we need a little bit more time to prepare. He uses his time magic, and by time magic, I mean he just changes the clock. Thanks to your research, we have now discovered daylight savings time. Everyone, move the clock one hour before. And behold, time magic. <laughs> time. <laughs> oh, time magic. <laughs> I can't believe that the Inquisitor is so powerful. That's Alexius. And then it's time for us to move on. But first, we're like on the way to the war room, you know, figure out what to do next. But since Josephine is on the way to the war room, and we do like Josephine, we decide to uh, chat with her a bit. And it actually turns out to be a cutscene. Yes. Hey. Should we talk to Josephine? Yeah, I'll see what Josephine has to say today. And what else did Lady Forsythia say? That she'd rather drown herself than help the oh, Inquisition. Oh, fuck you. That's not good. Anything else? Cheer up, Josie. Josie. Hi. Josie and the pussy. We are in the midst of cementing an alliance with Lady Forsythia of Nevada, your worship. Of Nevada? It's become a somewhat delicate task. I have time, if you'd like to review things with me. I wouldn't wish to impose. If it were imposing, I wouldn't have offered. Well, I admit, there are a few potential alliances it would be good to discuss. Gonna... It's kind of weird that we're her boss, but we're also everyone's boss. Right yes. on the parlor floor. In front of everyone at the soiree. Oh my god. In front of everyone at the soiree. In front of their guests. So this cutscene with Josie, we end up on a beautiful balcony, just overlooking the, the vistas of Skyhold. Yeah, we're just telling stories and time got away from us. Yeah, so so cause beautiful, you, so classic. Because you know why? Because there's love. There's, there's love, chemistry. There's, there's chemistry, there's connection. You could talk to someone for hours and it could feel like two minutes. Oh, <sighs> so, so, they're so cute. They're, they're an adorable possible couple. They are. And then, um, and, and then she's going to end up saying like, oh, it's been an hour already. And they have like a reluctant parting of ways. Not to mention. Oh, oh goodness. Have we been here an hour already? Oh. It went by so quickly, I didn't even notice. I didn't intend to go on for so long. You must think me quite the gossip. I think you're delightful! Oh, boy. Spending time with such an engaging woman is never unpleasant, Lady Montillier. Goodness. I'm... Well, I'm, I'm glad I haven't wasted your day. Well, I've taken up quite enough of your time already. Oh, Until next we are time. going to fall in love with her. <laughs> she's gonna love me i really love her yeah you know what brandon this is good oh is this our office i think this is our bedroom oh wow there's a bed here Mm-hmm. after this cutscene with josephine uh we notice that we're in our bedroom yeah it's like uh, you end the scene at, on the balcony where the scene ends mm-hmm. and it's attached to this huge like gorgeous bedroom. Yeah, we have a lovely pop. I think that's a queen size bed. It doesn't yeah, he, does, he doesn't have the full king yet. He doesn't have a California king or an Alaskan. Isn't Even though Alaskan? he should. He's the Inquisitor. He should have the biggest bed 
he could possibly have. I mean, this I'm whole t- castle is like, you know, I w- falling apart. I will say, I've seen very large beds. I actually follow someone on Instagram who I think has a king. It's I think it's called an Alaskan king bed. That is a thing. Um, And that's too big. Like, at that point... I would doing? love to have a big bed. But, because here's the thing. I like my bedrooms to be... Yeah. Purport, like the like everything has the correct size. Okay. Because if I have an Alaskan king size bed, yeah. And also the room has to be able to fit it. But if it takes up most of the room and I can't fit a dresser, a desk. Well, yeah, the the room has to fit it absolutely. Like I would still want room to be able to like enjoy my my bedroom. You just you just you just want to have a large bed so you can just roll around and not fear that you're gonna fall off. Yeah, I just roll around. I fall off the bed nightly. Nightly. No, you don't. No, no you do not. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you know what a bed is to... You know what, Brandon? A bed is just to sleep in. Okay? Yeah. And you know how much time I spend sleeping? Like a third of my lifetime. <laughs> I could sleep on the ground if I have to. I could sleep on the on the wooden floor of my apartment. And then I... And, and you know what? That's the biggest bed I've ever had. <laughs> it's the biggest bed I've ever had. Though, you know what's my bed? Earth. An entire planet. Where's a sheet that fits this planet, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Where's the sheet that fits this planet, huh? (laughs) I'm just imagining a scene of me trying to put a sheet on on Earth. And you know, I always hate putting on sheets. You just have like a bunch of sheets and you're like taping them together. (laughs) It's like, all right, here we go. Can someone help me? Someone get that corner of of that cliff over there. I hate folding fitted sheets. I, it's just like a fucking enormous. It's just, and then like you put, it's a little tight and then one part of the fitted sheet comes off from a corner and be like, oh, and that's just like. <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to finally like now that this scene with Josephine is over, we're going to make our way back to the war room and just like get a bunch of war room missions done that open up a few possibilities for us. I, I'm, I'm digging this relationship. It is a little weird that we are her boss. Well, yeah, we are technically. Well, okay. No we're the king-ish. We're, co- we're, we're the inquisitor. We're, we're the, the leader. We're the leader. I don't think the power is gone to is at his head. Gone to his head. No. I think he's, he views himself as an equal amongst everyone else. So that's how I. Kinda- I think that's why he feels comfortable doing that. Yeah. Like, but so long as she feels comfortable with that. Yeah. As I don't want to force her into a relationship. So long as she doesn't feel forced to spend time with us. By the way, you're looking good today. I like the like what you're doing See, with the shirt. See, that's weird. I, <laughs> say with the shirt! But say it to everyone. Oh, yes. You, you've, you've now committed yourself to an oath of complimenting every single person you pass by. Okay, go right go right ahead. Let's see who I see next. Summon All the right, fucking let's go to the council. war council. Oh my god, Liliana. Look at you stunning with your lovely little wrap on your head. <laughs> and Cullen, did you lose weight? Did you lose weight? You're looking positively weak today. <laughs> That's a concern. In order to get a specialization for ourselves, we have to do this task. So I want to make sure we do it before whatever else. Okay. Acquire the Arcanist. If only we had a gifted mind. Oh, there's immediate. Oh, so just send Liliana. Shadows over Denarim. Denarim. Inquisitor, first things first, an apology. Oh, is this... Oh, it's Alistair. Oh! I wasn't in the best of moods when I first met you. Something, something grateful, something. 
Wait, did you just write that? <laughs> you scribes do this on purpose, don't you? Oh my god. You're such a terrible fucking king. Liliana! <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Alright, let's send Liliana. So we got a lot done in this war room, but the most important of these things is that we uh, we initiated a quest to get a specialization for yes. Xandrian. And we also did one to acquire an arcanist who is visiting Skyhold to meet. Yes. Is it arcanist or arcanist? Arcan- I- I've been saying arcanist, but now that you ask, I feel like I might be wrong. I'm going to look it up right now. Arcanist can be pronounced arcanist or arcanist depending on the region. So as soon as we leave the war room, a cutscene begins now that we've initiated the, the specialization task. And so it's like you leave the war room and you have the typical leaving the war room animation. And then you just see it fade in from black on the entrance of Skyhold and three mages just entering very dr- dramatically into the castle. All right. All right, guys. So before we head out, let's get this specialization over with. So we can start leveling up special abilities. This is the PlayStation 5. Load faster. Oh. Oh, what's this? Oh, I think these are them. What a beautiful castle. Hello, my lord, Inquisitor. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Commander Helene. Helene. Hold and declare, Inquisitor. I teach the skills of the Knight Enchanter. It is a rank. It is a life. So many. Yes. I will say, I do know a bit about the specializations. I think this is my favorite one. Oh. So basically, to explain what it is, you're a mage, but you can summon like a spectral sword and then use that as a sword against oh, people. Oh, please. So you can yes. be like up close and also like from far. Go, learn, and return. Very intense. Soon you will lead from She's the like front. a fucking Hogwarts Soon teacher. Soon you will command. And we just talked to Commander Helene uh, right after she entered. And uh, this is the first person we talked to and also ends up being the person who is corresponds with the specialization that we want. But this one's just this one's just the best. This is the best one because I know Manny loves to hack and slash. I like to go up to people and just, and just slap them. Just and we haven't been able to do that all Inquisition. Mm-hmm. So this finally, 11 episodes in, is going to give Manny the ability to to do what he's always loved to do. Which is attack. Because you know what it is, Brandon? I can't be a, a mage. Because I like to feel like I'm doing some damage. Mm-hmm. And, and the only way I know I'm doing that is if I just beat the shit out of something. <laughs> with, with, with a blunt object. <laughs> Right. The other specializations, by the way, so there's Night Enchanter, as we know. There's Necromancer, which gives you the ability to, like, raise spirits out of your dead enemies to, like, attack. Is it like Viandrea and Curtis? It's like this game's take on that. Mm -hmm. And then Rift Mage is the other one, where you use powers from the Fade to, like, do, like, force attacks and stuff like that. Mm, Got it. But we go with Night Enchanter. So we have to initiate that task. But first, we're going to make our way to the Undercroft because the other task that we initiated was to meet the Arcanist who is in the Undercroft. And that's the area like that's like the basement area with the waterfall that we called the lair. And it's the lair that has the demon's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is where we should judge people. Exactly. And then it would be like then it would really be like a cult. And then like we just sit on the top of it. 
and then we could just like kick people uh, out of the mouth. But no, I feel I don't trust that. I wouldn't trust that. I've learned from many films exactly. and television shows that if you just throw someone off a cliff, there's a good chance they're going to survive that. Yeah, you like, can't trust. You have to be able to verify that the body is dead. And even then, yeah. like Corypheus is here. You could just bring people back to life. So clearly it's not, it's still not that uh, reliable. Yeah, it's like, I've seen it in a goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, where Max and Goofy fall off a waterfall and Max yeah. uses a fishing line to, to get Goofy. You've seen it in this, in Dragon Age Inquisition, because Xandrian falls down the cliff and then he just wakes up in an icy tundra. Exactly. So, remember, so he knows better. He's like, I survived this fall, even though it was in a different mountain, but still. In fiction, if you're an evil mastermind, just do the job and make sure the job was done. Yeah. Or put, or put, or just put him in a gibbet if you really want to see them. Because then, then you could just see them in the gibbet. And then you get to have a funny dialogue sequence for your audience. Exactly. That's the easy way out. And they'll be like, oh, that's my Herald. Drink my Nestle water. <laughs> So we make it to the Undercroft to meet this Arcanist. All right, so we have to get Wisp Essences and Lazarite. I don't know where that can be done. All right, let's go to the Undercroft. Ooh, cutscene. The Arcanist has arrived. You should see for yourself. There's no one fucking here. Hello there. No. No. No, it's <laughs> not. So clearly my reaction yeah um is is just you know it shows that this person's someone we know <laughs> yeah this is someone Some- near and dear to manny's heart who mm. we haven't seen in a long time and also uh, this is someone who was not in a very large portion of her previous appearance but her impact has always been there her impact has has touched me uh, immensely i've missed her <laughs> D- should we say who it is of course it's it's dagna it's Dagna, our our dwarven Disney Channel star, <laughs> Dagna. Oh my god! And um, the way she's introduced is like Xandrian's looking around the Undercroft, and it's like, oh, no one's here. And then he turns, and then it's one of those shots where it's like you see the camera turn, and then it pans down, and then it's, and then she's like, hey, it's Dagna. <laughs> oh. Oh my god, this is like when um, Raven showed up on Cory in the house. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but Dagna is the one in the house. We're Raven. Well, we're, we're not we're Raven. Raven. We are, because uh, we're someone new. We're someone new. This is like if, um, this is like when uh, an old Disney Channel star comes and uh, guest stars in a new show. Or when a Nickelodeon, old Nickelodeon yeah. star guest stars So in Dagna a new show. is Ashley Tisdale. Yes. Just always popping up. Always popping up places. She's popping up in an episode of, I don't know, Ant Farm. I don't know what's on fucking Disney Channel anymore. <laughs> I have no clue. Dog with a blog. Ant Farm? Is that real? That is real. I think that's the show that Zendaya was on. No, no, no. No, she was on Dancing. Z- I was going to say Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> she was on Shake oh, It Off. Was it Got It? Oh, Shake. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Ant, Ant Farm is, I think. It reminds me of Ant Bully. I, I don't know. It was just like some like science show. I think I don't know. Okay. I the only Disney Channel show live action show that I know. There's only is two. it Andy Mac? Isn't that one Andy of them? Andy Mac. That's one of them. And um, 
dog with a blog because of the stupid title. Dog with a blog? Yes, it's a dog with a blog. <laughs> Is that the spiritual successor to Good Luck Charlie? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I just think because Good Luck Charlie is literally based around a vlog, but it's not even based around a vlog. She vlogs once at each episode. Well, we don't. Speak and she's of like, Good "That's Luck what Charlie. happened." Bye. Good luck. <laughs> we don't speak of Good Luck Charlie. Why? Because you don't like her. Not you don't like the mom anymore. I, no, because the superior Disney Channel mom is Mrs. Russo from Wizards of Waverly <laughs> Place. True. But here is Dagna. I don't want to take her time away. For, for our yes. little squabbles, this is Dagna's time. And yes. unfortunately, as much as this lair is so awesome and dramatic, the waterfall is very loud. And so yes. it's, it takes away from the beauty of the scene. Well you, well, you know what this is, Brandon? This is true to what it, how it would sound if you were there. Yeah, and that's why I would never record a podcast there. <laughs> I'd be like, we're live from Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Xandrin's about to cast judgment. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> the whole time. Well, don't just stand there slapping. <laughs> figure out what you need. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Season three of Dagna Circle. Oh my. You talk to her right now. Oh How you gosh. been? Does your dad still not know you're here? I'm Dagna. Arcanist. It's an honor, Your Worship. I've heard some impossible things. I love impossible things. Those are the best to make, well, possible. Oh! I've looked at She's tonight. such a kid's show yeah. character. I have to mention what is not included in this, because the waterfall is just too damn loud. Dagna goes on this whole lovely, touching conversation with Xandrian about how she came about her abilities as an arcanist, and she studied in the circle. She went to like half a dozen circles studying, and it's all thanks to the hero of Ferelden, and how sad she cried when he died, and she wishes she he, she could show him the, the impact he had on her life. So it's sweet. It's just beautiful. It's so beautiful to see the... Um, impacts Devon made in people's lives, and he's not here. And yeah, um, like Dagna was such a small part in a very shitty kingdom, <laughs> and um, and she just ran away and went to the circle. Like we didn't get to see the result of that until yeah. now. And she was always and a compelling character. Like she always stuck yeah. with us, and she was someone who wanted more than what her society could provide. And we based our entire map mileage on her freaking thing that it takes two weeks to get from Orzammar to the circle. Yes, Dagna time. She's had such a- we mentioned Dagna's circle all the time. We, yeah. there's, there's Dagna time. We really- she made <laughs> such an impact on us, but uh, not only that, but just like the fact that we're being able to see and talk to someone who was directly impacted by Stevan and have them give this whole like testimony of how much her life has changed thanks to his help. It's very, very sweet. You know, you know what? I, I will say that this game uh, feels the most like um, for that, like the history of Thetis is affected like by our choices. Yeah. It's all connected. I feel like with Dragon Age 2, because it was in Kirkwall, it didn't necessarily connect that well also. No, because we very slightly. In a parallel... Yeah, and we played in a parallel universe where the hero Pharrell <laughs> was a was female. A woman. That that also contributed to it for sure. And Loghain was still alive for some oh, reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh, that's not true. Yeah, it's so nice to finally, 
that this is the best game to have correct because there's so many little things yeah that are connected i can't wait till we get to dragon age 4 because then it's gonna be like I want to see how it connects to everything. It'd be amazing. I know. And and this also, um, I'm pretty sure th- or this has different dialogue based on your interactions in Origins because obviously we did the Dagna side quest, but it's possible to like refuse her or not do it or whatever. And you still meet her mm-hmm. here, but I think she has like a different path there. Like I think she leaves anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, she doesn't get into the circle, but she just kind of like learns on her own stuff. Um, yeah. But it's just so nice to to have this catch up and for her to say such nice things about a character that we care about. It's, it's very perfect. Oh my God. That was probably the most touching thing I've experienced in all (laughs) these games. That was so touching. I was close to tears. I was, it was, was, that was so, cause you know what it is? It's like, Uh we didn't have that level of like callback in Dragon Age 2. No, it's just like very few. Yeah. And even with Talia coming back, uh-huh. we, it's not like it's been a while since we've seen Talia. We like we literally edited a couple weeks ago the last episode with Talia in it. Right. With, of Dragon Age 2. So seeing Talia come back, like yes, it's wonderful. It's great to see her again. Um, uh-huh. But it has been so much time since we've seen Talia. This is just making me so nostalgic yeah for that first season it's been so long i know like because now like this is the official reference to stevan and a reference to a character that we haven't seen since origins 2 and it's just it's so emotional like the way he's like oh he touched us he died and blah 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 like oh my god it's just it's just giving me memories brandon of what what was it 2018 um i'm nostalgic for two years ago that's so fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've met with Dagna and we've talked to Commander Helene to initiate the specialization side quest, we're pretty much done with everything we need to do uh, in Skyhold. So now we just have to start gathering our materials yes. to kick off the specialization. Basically, you have to get like a book and you have to get like all these different collectible objects. And so uh, the first thing to do is to get a book from Vivienne. And uh, on the way there, we ta- we uh, we get to chat with our good friend Varric, who has a quick catch up on the Cassandra thing we saw from the beginning of the episode. <laughs> so I'm trying to see what we need to do for the... Uh specialization mm-hmm. we need to so i'm looking up how to uh, retrieve the stuff that we need um we need writing on night enchanter methods and it says here that you can find that on a table near vivienne <laughs> on a table yes so i'm just gonna find that i'm just gonna cheat a little bit hi Varric. hi Varric. should i talk to him are you all right oh it's about cassandra yeah how angry is cassandra I wasn't trying to keep secrets. I told the Inquisition everything that seemed important at the time. I know I need to do better. I'm sorry. Oh, that's sad. Everyone's hurting here. I feel bad for Varric in this scene. Like, I know what he did was, yes, kind of messed up. But he was protecting his friend. Exactly. Especially in the the beginning, uh, earlier, you know, when he was having that confrontation with Cassandra, he really cares about Talia. Mm-hmm. He's like, look what you people have done to her. Yeah. 
is like you've done enough to her and like he really truly cares about her which shows Ugh. that like that relationship with Talia and Barrack was something deeper. Oh, that's so nice um, that like he was looking out for her even when they were like so far apart. Mhm. But yeah, it's uh it, he feels guilty and Cassandra's like so pissed and it's a relationship that he uh like he has a hard time seeing them kind of reconciling. Which is sad because he and Cassandra also have like a very specific relationship and connection to each other. Yeah. And and they're two characters that like I want to see on the same side and yet they've always been like at odds in a way. And yet they're they're also like together, like working together. It's very that it's it's a very sad situation. Yeah. But uh with that being said, we continue our search for this damn book. That's supposed to be near Vivienne, and it takes forever to find her, so we end up wandering around Skyhold for a while first. Oh my god, Vivienne, you need to come downstairs, socialize a bit. Alright, where's your fucking table? She wants to be on the balcony so that when she walks out with her Maleficent headdress, she just goes like, Listen well, all of you. And then she's <laughs> <laughs> like, dark magic. It is funny to me how everyone else is just like around Skyhold, you know, in various areas. And then Vivienne is just perched upon this like study that she's made for herself (laughs) above the the main like hall or whatever. Yeah. And she's just ready to pounce for a spell. (laughs) Just ready to to kill everyone. She has like a little balcony that she could, that she stares out. At the town square, whatever that thing is. It's so dramatic. Like, what? how did she get this prime real estate? She's Vivienne. Yeah. I mean, it is a nice area, but it's so secluded. Like, it, it, it feels like if the uh, Undercroft is a lair, this is like the next best lair. Yeah, like, she's. it, it feels like a place to scheme. <laughs> yeah, as you look down upon people, like, look at those worms. It's like, they don't even see that I've been poisoning them since day one. I feel like she looks down upon it and uh, it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining Knives Out with the mug <laughs> where it says like, <laughs> my house, my, my rules or whatever. My, my house, my rules, my coffee. Yeah. Like I just imagine her looking down upon everyone with her condescending I don't know, mug. You know what? You know who I imagine Vivienne to be? Who? The villain from Cruella. Oh, the one, the fashion one? The fashion one where she would like push someone off a cliff and be like, she jumped. She, she just, uh, like, clearly she jumped. Oh my god, I could faint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that because she's very like refined and fashionable, but she has a, a darkness within her. Exactly. Yeah. So who's Cruella or who's Estella? Who's Estella? I don't know if she has uh, one. She doesn't have an Estella yet. She she probably like um she probably would have killed them by now. I mean, we saw yeah. that in the in the party where we first met her, she froze a man. And was like, should I kill him? <laughs> should I kill him? And we're like, no. And she's you. like, oh, your life is saved. So I think she was, she was ready to kill that guy. <laughs> yeah, she, she doesn't. She's not afraid of killing people. She, <laughs> like in the she, middle of a party. Well, you know what? Then she wouldn't be like um, Emma Thompson because Emma Thompson doesn't want you to know that she kills people. She just push. She uses her dog. Right. She hides her it. Off. Whereas Vivienne yes. is just like in the middle of the party, like, watch me kill this man. And be like, oh my god, everyone come outside. I'm about to freaking push this bastard oh, off a cliff. Right in the middle of the soiree. Uh, <laughs> and then after he falls and like screams, be like, there are munchkins inside if anybody wants them. 
She's like dusting her like gloves. Sponges. Do wash these. <laughs> she like hands it to the- <laughs> Why? See, why isn't Vivienne a villain? She should do <laughs> She's the campy villain that we need. <laughs> but she's but she's a hero, so we don't get to see her like full potential. Yeah. I hope she comes see, back in a future he- game as a villain. She should. Like heroes, here's the thing, here's the rule. Hero campy heroes are not fun. Because you're supposed to root for them. Campy villains. Campy villains are amazing. Are amazing. I, I could see like I could see Vivienne being a villain. In, in, in a future game. Uh, she's someone with status. She's someone who has, mm-hmm. like, she's refined and campy, but she also has, like, she has that cruelty about her. Yeah, but I, you know what I feel is, I think if you beat her, she'll be classy about it. It's like, well, you've bested me. Like, I, yeah. Because well, she respects, yeah, like, she, she has a respect for the game. Yeah. And she's like, you've, you've bested me. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I, I imagine she's the type of villain where it's like, if you've bested her, she will become an ally. And then, and then yeah. she's just not a villain anymore again. Exactly. But maybe that's she what it should have been a- like when we recruited her. That would have been the mission. It was to, like, defeat she's her. She's, like, the the villain of the mission. And you would never suspect that she'd be a party member. And then at the end, she's like, you know what? I will join you. I will join you. I like to be... I like to ally myself with the powerful, darling. <laughs> and, like, just... And just, just like- uh, what could have been? But, uh... That's Vivian. Um, and before we head out to do anything else, we also talk to Cullen because we see that his face has a little exclamation point in its spot, which means he has a mission to give us. And it's about mm-hmm. the Red Templars. So we go to his office, which is in the Ramparts, and we talk to him a bit. All right, Cullen, hi. Inquisitor, I've found where the Red Templars come from. They're in full redoubt. Samson took over after their corruption. Samson, that's familiar. How do you know Samson? Yes. He was a Templar in Kirkwall mm. until he was expelled from the Order. Samson's armor was glowing with this stuff. He'll go mad soon enough. He seemed clear-eyed at Haven. The Red Templars still require Lyrium. If we find their source, we can weaken them and their leader. So that's that. We'll address that someday, but that day is not yeah. today. <laughs> it's not today. We have more things to do, like... Like, find wisps. Oh, yes. Uh, so that's what's <laughs> next. We have wrapped up our Skyhold business, and it's time to explore the world in search of what we need for this Night Enchanter specialization. Basically, we have to collect three wisp essences, and we already have one. And then we have to collect ten Lazarite. And we're going to start with the wisp essence, but just remember, we're using a guide to help us find these things because we're like we're not going to have fun searching aimlessly so we're using a guide and it still will take us two hours to find these two (laughs) simple ingredients all right so now we must find for our specialization we must find wisp essence and lazarite wisp essence can be found in the fallow mire looted from pure wisps the lazarite is in the western approach. Do we even have that area? Oh no. And the hissing wastes. The fuck are these places? I don't think we have those places. Damn, we can't get your thingy? We don't even have enough power to go to the hissing wastes. What about the western approach? Oh, we can go there. We have enough power to go there. I think it's worth it. I really want the specialization. Okay, let's go. Uh, Let's go first to the fallow mire and get the wisp essence. We need to kill what's called pure wisps. 
I don't know how to find those. Who the fuck would ever want to live here? This is like fucking scary land. It's always raining. It's always dark. Pure! He's a pure wisp! Oh, oh shit. Wait, I think this is the one we need. Fucking kill him, Brandon! Yes! Give me your shit. We only need one more wisp, Espence. 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 The essence. <gasps> what are you? Fuck. You're gonna die for your crimes of not being a pure wisp. This is horrible. <laughs> like in the other ones, you could just kind of be the specialization. <gasps> ah! Oh my gosh. I will kill you. I think there's multiple pure wisps. There's also a- Oh, there's a bear. There's also a bear. No, I want the pure wisp and nothing else. Oh, what's wrong? Oh, pure wisp. You're mine. That was too long of a mission. That was. Just to find Wisp S. It sounded short, but it was 50 minutes. But it, it was 50 minutes. We encountered a bear. Yes. In the <laughs> you have wisps, you have a bear. Yeah, it's just brave. It's just... <laughs> Um, yeah, so th that takes us 50 minutes to find two pure wisps. And we eventually do. We collect our wisp essence. Could not be happier. And we're already demoralized at this point. <laughs> it's like it's like this game is just like just punching us. It's just it, it doesn't care. Like it's like you're gonna get all these ingredients, yeah, and you're gonna take forever. Like the to get them. the and I don't the pacing care. just reached a standstill immediately. This is how I imagine um, grinding in Pokemon feels like. Do you never? I never. Brandon, you know me. I I I play and play, and then once I get to the elite four, I I get to the elite four, whatever sk like skill I'm at, I never grind. I just keep well, going. Some games really require grinding, but I, I actually find grinding to be better than this because at least when you're grinding, you are progressing. Like, you know, you're amassing experience. Mm. With this, it's like all that wandering was for naught. Like, we did not gain anything out, out of out of all that you know wandering. what that's true but i just like to get get it over and done with like once i get to the elite four and be like well there it is you like games where um like it's perfectly paced your levels are perfectly paced so you don't have to do any additional like leveling up yeah to, to keep up exactly like the only times where i take my time is mm -hmm. like like mario odyssey i kind of took my time a bit but that's different you're like exploring it's not like yeah. you're grinding to like get stronger yeah like if i i i if I play Kingdom uh -huh. Hearts, I'm not going to grind to get so much experience. I'd be like, I'm here, I'm going to play Rapunzel, and I'm going to leave. <laughs> That's it. I don't mind grinding in um, most games. It depends on how tedious the gameplay is. Mm -hmm. But I don't mind grinding a lot of games, especially if you find a flow to like grind efficiently, just because I like to feel like strong. Actually, I will let you know what game I don't mind grinding. Uh, oh. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima yeah, and Spider-Man. I guess you can consider that, but it's side quests, so it's the grinding is still sort of built into yeah. new content. Like True. it's not like you're aimlessly killing deer, you know. <laughs> like, uh, like I could just play Spider Man. I don't care. I'll just be swinging, and I'll do a random. And thing. then you find like the crimes and stuff. Yeah, I find someone who's stealing like, like a TV, and they'd be like, "No, no, no, you're going to jail." Yeah, but those are a lot of fun. Yeah, and it makes you stronger. See that? That's like a great. That's a good example exactly. where it's like. It's new, it's like dynamic m missions that are very quick, they're fun, and then they feel very rewarding at the end. Mm -hmm. um, we we now have our Wisp Essences, and we make our way over to the Western Approach to get Lazarite. And uh, we've never been to the Western Approach, 
in Inquisition, mm-hmm. but we have been there as part of um, a book. Uh, yeah, Asunder. Mm-hmm. Our second uh, literary reference of the day. There's a lot of literary references in this game. <laughs> there are. I, I And I really appreciate that about it. Yeah. Because in Dragon Age 2, like the previous books really didn't lead into it. And then the books, the other books like came out of it. Yeah. Like Asunder and Mast Empire. So now this one finally has aspects of all the books yeah. which is cool i will say that i do i mm-hmm. hate the name the western approach why it's western it approaches I, it just it, for some reason the image of like like a wild wild west themed area at a theme park is what i'm thinking of <laughs> like Frontierland. like yeah like i'm just imagining like like a freaking well, west, this is a desert like western music going ah! And then wah, 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 and like yeah. when you walk here. No, I mean this one is a desert, but it's a it's a desert that has all these dunes and like kind of rockiness, and it has um it has grass sort of, but it's like desert grass, it's desert very grass. dry. The, the, why does the desert even have grass? It's sand. Just 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 stay with sand and cactuses. That's all you need. Because it's not. It's not just going to be a desolate. Wait desert. one second. Do we, or do we even see cacti in this area? Do, um, do, we might not. Do cacti even exist in, in Dragon the world Age? of Dragon Age? I don't remember um, seeing Megan cacti. McCain will not like it here. Does she love cacti? Oh my god, she has a pet cactus. Oh, what's its name? I don't know, but it was. It's so funny. They had a, a whole thing with the view because Joy <sighs> Behar has a a dog named Bernie, and Sonny Hostin has chickens, and they have. Uh, Instagram profiles on for each of them, and then Megan's mm-hmm. like, and you could follow uh, my cactus at Megan McCain underscore cactus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna try to find that. <laughs> it's Megan McCain underscore cactus. <laughs> anyway, it's her cactus. She loves her cactus. So, yes, we're here in the Western Approach. This is the area where they traveled to um, some fort and they fought Darkspawn and Cole followed them and it was a whole thing. Um, But here we are now Mm -hmm. and uh, we got to find Lazarite. In order to get the Lazarite, we have to go to the Western Approach. Should we try to do that quickly? Let's do that quickly. They they made it sound like it's just kind of around, like in the same way that iron is. (laughs) New area right. unlocked. Welcome to the Western Approach. Oh. Between the sandstorms and the vicious wildlife, we haven't made it far out here. Right. Uh oh. In short, this might just be the worst place in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Harding. We need ten Lazarite. I I can't imagine it's that rare. We need a cowboy hat. When you find okay. one on the wall, it's times three. Good. Then we really only have to find three more. Yes, I used magic to come into this uh, into this mine here because I think uh-huh. there should be plenty in here. Yep, there it is. Six. Six. There we go. Get the fuck out of here. All right, <laughs> time to go to Skyhold. People. Wait, let's first save it actually. So we found the Lazarite. Now you guys might think that that was very very quick. Right. But that took how long, Brandon? Like an hour? That took us, um, let me see, let me see, let me see, 40 minutes, 45 minutes? Yeah, to find those Lazarites. 
And it took a lot of like aimless wandering around the Western approach, trying to find it, leaving it, coming back, hoping that helps respawn it. But we did it. We did it. And now we get to receive the fruits of our labor. Yeah. Basically, we have to, um, like, we go find a requisition table and we have to craft this spirit hilt using the materials that we've gathered. And then we take that back to Commander Helene and she rewards us with our new specialization. Oh, hello. You have completed the order. Now you must choose to commit to the role. I choose Knight Enchanter. I am ready to listen and learn, Commander. Then you are a recruit no more. Yes. And we got two powers. Thus ends a very wandering, I don't know, episode of... Or more like a... Or it ends our scavenger hunt. Yes. Of enchantment yeah. position. It is much like a scavenger you know what it, hunt. You know what it felt like? You ever watch that episode of Fairly Odd Parents with Cupid? Yeah. And he sends everyone on a scavenger hunt. And it's just like, what are these things? It's like, oh, this is going to make the perfect brunch. And it's like all the ingredients to like his brunch. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's what this felt like. Yeah. But we had some great times leading up to that, at least. Yes. We saw Dagna, which was amazing. We mm-hmm. got to see Cassandra beat the shit out of Varric. And we got to judge a few people. This was not much like main plot forward motion, but I feel like we we made a lot of progress in terms of like... yeah. The, the status quo and oh we also did the soulless yeah. thing too yeah we did a lot actually this it, like it might Lots of little se- like it might seem like and that's why it seems all over the place because <laughs> yeah. we had so many things to do yeah exactly but uh but we did it and it was a success and now we have the ability to hit people with a spectral sword and manny's gonna be sat more satisfied than ever leading into i'm the gonna next be so episode. happy just slapping slapping enemies across the face <laughs> With a with us with a spectral, so it's gonna be so yeah. so satisfying. And um, next time, I think we're gonna get into some more missions. Um, I I don't remember exactly which. I think there might be a romantic mission in Ooh, there. Ooh, romance, um, love. Don't quote me on that. So we're we're getting into more like side quests and into the characters, which I'm really excited for. This game has a lot of side missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially involving your companions, and we don't want to miss any if we can help course, it. So no. um, there's going to be a lot of a lot of good stuff in there, and and we've been saying this whole time we want to meet our friends more. So hopefully they're not like the Solus mission we just had, where you really didn't learn much about them at all. You just kind of had them speak Elven to someone from a book. Oh, that was another book reference. Yes. Oh my God. But yeah, that's a uh, that's today's episode, everyone. Yes. Yes, as always, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast. You can email us at EnchantmentPodcast at gmail.com. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, EnchantmentCast.com slash Apple. You can find us on Discord where you can chat with us and other listeners of Enchantment by going to EnchantmentCast.com slash Discord. And on Patreon for $1 a month, you can find found footage of us playing the Dragon Age games. And for $5 a month, you can find bonus episodes of us playing other games such as Ghost of Tsushima, which we mentioned today. Yes. And that can be done at enchantmentcast.com slash Patreon. I hope you have a fabulous day and week and month and year. This is Manny. So. (laughs) And this is Brandon. And you've listened to Enchantment Inquisition. 
Yes, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy your stay in the Western Approach.